Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Seb, actually. <laughs> so this is the first time I'm seeing him in a very, very, very long time. We're going to have a conversation, a full conversation right now. I'm going to learn a lot more about Sebastian McCabe, and so are you guys. I feel like I'm rediscovering him. Cue the intro music. Welcome one, welcome all to another installment of the 1st and the 15th. My name is Anthony Barrera. I am your host. Coming in from an undisclosed remote location is my co-host, Mr. Jaime Vidhan. It is seriously a pleasure as always. I feel like I always say this, but it is. I am so happy to be on this podcast. <laughs> Great to have you, man. Great to have you. We have a very, a very powerful big guest alert in effect today. Uh, audio technician, sound technician, Mr. Sebastian McCabe on the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's me. I'm here. Me and my, um, my, uh, weird ass recording setup have arrived. Um, yeah, ready to, uh, ready to fucking increase sound quality. I'm not actually doing anything <laughs> on this episode <laughs> for clarity. Right. So for those of you who don't know, Sebastian is a sound technician. He's worked with a few, actually, uh, several theaters around the area, uh, backstage, teching, and uh, everything that would go with that. He's also a member of the podcast group, the Cowboy Rowdy Podcast, along with yours truly, uh, comedic podcast. Uh, great stuff. Yeah, great so to have you on, like a, It's like a crossover episode, basically. Yeah. It's like these two guys from the Cowboy Rowdy, Rowdy podcast came to the 1st and the 15th, and they're about to do a show in the style. I guess it'll be different, though. It'll be more in-depth, and you can find out more about these Rowdy boys over here. Yeah, so before we get into all the Rowdy stuff, I want to touch on uh, your beginnings, where you started in the art field. Uh, you started off as a technician backstage at high school, Salinas High, as I recall. What led to the decision of, uh, of heading into that field? Um, I, I, I think a lot of the, um, some of like the first music that I, that I really like got into and started listening to, um, you know, like specifically trying to seek out was, um, was like different types of electronic music when I was a kid. And then, you know, naturally you become interested in like, okay, like maybe I want to try making something like this. And, um, I, I pretty quickly discovered that, uh, I don't really have the talent to play any instruments. I probably could like if I really wanted to but I just never had the motivation for it um so then the next you know the next logical step is just like the the more technical side of things um and uh yeah so in in high school I signed up for like a theater tech class I I I didn't really have any interest in like theater specifically it was just kind of like the closest I could get um and yeah it kind of went from there, so I did that for only one year in high school, um, and which, that was which you year know, was this? That would have Jun- I believe it was technically my junior year. Okay. Or yeah, it must have been. Yeah, I'm trying to like pinpoint it myself. I'm trying to figure out when. But al- also, like... also too in school, oh. I was I was one of those people who was a year older than everyone else. Oh, mm. I see. Interesting. Yeah, sometimes your date just doesn't line up with school registration, and you got to get put in a class a little bit later than uh, most kids. So, Seb, you just found out 
about it on your own. You were just like, yeah, I know about theater. There has to be sound and stuff involved with that, like on I, your own. I, I, I just read like the, cause you know, I was signing up for, I was being, uh, doing independent study at the time and um it was this this program where you could take like one class at a public school like these weird you know like welding i think was one of the right. other ones i get you like a, um, yeah a technical class mm -hmm. yeah and uh in the just like the little description for that one it was like oh in such and such including building sets lighting and sound and like that was that was kind of all i had to go on hmm. so I, I i didn't really know what i was in for but Okay, I was hoping... but you, you had some sense, yeah. I'm yeah like, okay. You, you did take a little break to pursue school and uh, some other goals, uh, uh, personal life of yours. But then you came back, and uh, what led to that decision coming back to theater after taking a break? Um. Well, I was working at, I believe, a gas station. And um, one night, I happened to open up the job section of Craigslist, and I just typed the word audio, just to see, like, I don't know, just fuck to it, see what, see what comes up, on. yeah, see what's going on. And uh, one of the first ones was like, oh, uh, you know, uh, audio technician wanted for theater. It's like, fuck it, hmm. we'll polish up the polish up the resume and send it in and see what happens. That's crazy. Um, and that was that was in early 2016 and then i did my first show at that theater which was a uh, uh, pack rep they 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 took a bit of a risk on me because i hadn't really done anything relevant since high school at that point um and, well i'd uh, say it really yeah. panned out for them yeah they 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 kept my they've i technically i still work there just you know with covid and everything it's kind of a little quiet at the moment yeah uh, how did that affect thing how sudden was the shutdown for uh for for pack rap when uh when things went we, uh, sideways we had to cancel the closing weekend of the show we were doing at the time um Oof. yeah like we you know i we kind of saw it coming um but you know it wasn't a for sure thing um until you know they, they had shows on thursdays and like an email went out like at on thursday at like noon or something um so yeah, it was it was supposed to be the closing weekend that got canceled. Damn, that's usually one of the better weekends for uh, for any show. Like, yeah, you got the pressure yeah, of it that's... not being around for much longer, and you want to go check it out. But fortunately, pandemics do occur sometimes. Uh, are there any interesting stories that you have from your time in the in the theater? Oh uh, God, yeah. I mean, there's so. Kind of like I said, like I, I've never really been a. Um a theater guy necessarily like i'm just not that into musicals generally um which is kind of weird but uh yeah a little bit <laughs> like like, like to, to me it was just purely a technical thing but um yeah i i had some real some just like sometimes the some of the things that the actors would do or like rituals that they would have or just like i don't know t to me like watching like the theater people quote unquote do their weird things was kind of fascinating to me um sometimes i would just... break those rules on purpose uh for example you're not supposed to say macbeth in a theater because it's supposed oh my to be like God, I totally super about that. bad luck and there was Are this day not? where yeah. i was literally just screaming it at the top of my lungs i remember that i remember uh, that so you're, not, you're not supposed to say the word macbeth in a theater like bad luck it's oh, yeah. burned down 
Uh, so you're supposed oh, to yeah, kick the person terrible out. Terrible things happen. You're, you're supposed to kick the person out of the theater who says it, and I was kicked out of that theater like 15 times that day. Hmm. Yeah, so you know there there okay. there are definitely some quirks and some some something some uniqueness in uh in an actor's mindset, uh, and it's not for everyone. No. But uh, are they which traditions uh kind of point out at you? Well, even, like, your own, too. You never had, like, your own kind of, like, little things you did as a technician or your tech crew or something like that. You know what I mean? There were... come to mindset? There were some, like, I always thought just, like, some of the, like, weird... um, This definitely happened in, um, like, if the cast skewed a little bit younger, you would see more of, like, weird shit like that. Yeah. Um... Because, like, you know, for the for the shows where the cast is entirely, you know, like, middle-aged people or, you know, people in their 30s or whatever, their only ritual was, like, oh, like, we're going to, like, go take a shot of Jameson or something after the show. <laughs> um, hmm. Which I, you know, that that makes sense to me, but... Um, never miss one of those dates. One of the, like, at the end of the show to the Jameson <laughs> shot. Never missed yeah. it. I was always the first one there with a the bottle. You're, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're lining them up, bro. Like, all right. Let's go. Yeah, the um, there were there were just like some like weird um, just like weird chants and shit, or like the the vocal exercises that those are always actors would do. Yeah. Always would just like crack me up. Like I remember once we were doing a show at the um, at the Forest Theater, which is you know outdoors in Carmel, and um, before the show, one of the leads was just fucking walking around. Like in the woods behind the fucking stage, just like just like making all these horrifying noises in the dark. Oh man! Um, wish yeah, we could like, wish we could put a camera on actors like thirty minutes before they're about to hit the stage. Right? Yeah, just like strap a that would be interesting. Strap a GoPro to them. I had a thing where I would lay down on the stage like. I'd get there a little bit earlier before everyone's supposed to be there, and I'd just lay down there and I'd listen to music and try to get myself in the mindset. And now that I think about it, I probably looked fucking ridiculous just, like, <laughs> laying down on the stage. You know what's funny? There was uh, a show recently that I did. There was a girl who would do exactly that, and I thought it was so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought, like, yeah, it's not really that different from, like, me, like, going and sitting outside or whatever, like... Yeah, right. on this, by the same token, I didn't have that much stage time uh, for that show in particular, so I was really just trying to soak it in. <laughs> Get in the mindset. Yeah, like, I'm going to be on the stage it's for as long though. as possible. Yeah. That's important, though. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a uh, kind of like a starting pitcher. You know, you can't, you don't want to mess around with them when they're on their, like, their pitching day. Like, this yeah. is today that I got to perform, like, really well. It's not, like, just, oh, I got to perform. I got to make it good, put on a good show. But it's, like, I have to good on put on a good performance physically, mentally. I got to make sure I'm projecting, blah, 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 yeah. as, like, actors. Yeah. That, but I'm sure, like, for tech people, there's, like, a different kind of thing where it's, like, okay, I got to make sure that I'm all set up sound-wise and my cues are ready and my chair is comfortable or whatever and my pre- my finger is ready to press the go button which know. is usually harder than it is i've pressed that button before and i've also messed it up where you double tap oh, yeah. it and you get the set yeah. the next sound cue that's not supposed Dude. to be there you, you know the director somewhere is pissing their pants right yeah that was that was always the thing that uh that kept me uh 
kind of in check was just like not wanting to um not wanting to piss people off like that was always yeah. foremost of my mind it was like okay i got it's got to look good it's got to sound good i've got to not fuck up because mm. then like right. you know, it'll look bad on I mean, someone cause, else because you i mean i you were usually the people working underneath someone we got to press the button we got to sweep we got to move this furniture there so it's really never even too like we're the person in charge having to delegate all these assignments and hopefully like the people that are working for you are competent enough in order to do this job so you know we know we've never been in that position where like oh shit ah damn it they they jumped the queue yeah (laughs) and then you realize there's nothing you can do about it yeah there's nothing you can do about it exactly well it's always scary that, that that's one of the one of the things that because you know i i mostly did sound like you know run not running the sound cues usually but uh just running the soundboard like the mixing and um the few times i would you know that i that i tried doing something else i didn't like it as much because when like the soundboard at every theater i've worked at at least is in a separate location than the light board and everything because it has to be you know out in the house somewhere right um right so like there like i'm i'm the only one there i'm not on headset 90% of the time because I have to be listening and like no one no one's like calling cues or anything for me so like if I fuck up it's it's because I fucked up or I didn't notice something right um like I can't say you know like I'm not gonna like the, the thing that always got me um whenever I tried doing anything else was if I knew that the person who was supposed to tell me what to do fucked up and I knew what to do there was always that question of like well should I just do it anyway <laughs> or should i wait um yeah. and in the sound booth like that just that just doesn't happen because it's it's just me paying attention or or not right yeah. and and the thing is too is like for those of you that don't know how theater works is usually there's a tech week so there's a week before the performances where everyone is learning how the show's going to run where this sound cue is going to go where this light cue is going to go so hopefully you've learned where your cues are going to be and so for um some people who are paying attention they they just have to listen or they just have to look and they know like okay that's my job yeah exactly and so i'm sure that's where seb's coming Uh. from too is i'm just listening out for my cue my next cue i already know when it's going to come tech week has another name it's also affectionately referred to as hell week um, yes, because it's stop and go the whole day usually, right? Uh, yeah, you know, for a whole week. Hold just... your spot. You know, we got to fix something. We got there's a lighting issue. Mm-hmm. There's a sound cue that needs working. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about what 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 the 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 most mundane part of it would be for you? Um, I I like to go in. I like to not read the script. Um. Because, I don't know, I just, the first show I ever did, they they forgot to give me a script, so I just had to do without. Sometimes you don't even need it. No. Sometimes you don't even need it. Yeah. I, like, I would just, I'd learn what to look and listen for, but um, to me, the most tedious part was always, um, like, building light cues, like, cue to cue, because it's, most of the time, they're not singing through songs or whatever, um, or, like, they'll start a song and then they'll get, you know, cut off partway through because they got to change a fucking light cue. So for me, it's like, I, I literally bought a Nintendo Switch just to use during tech weeks. 
Oh god. Because it would be like, okay, like these three people who have mics are on stage and now they've just gotta stand there, like, okay, turn the mics off so not everyone hears them like whispering to each other or whatever, doing that courtesy. And like fuck off for fifteen minutes while they while they fix the light cues and yell at each other and argue. Yeah, yeah. Are you playing like Smash I'll, Bros. I'll, or what? Yeah, like I'll I'll wait for my time. Like when it's my time, I'm I'm on it. But when you guys are just building light cues or whatever, like I, I don't I don't need to pay attention to that. It gets boring. Yeah, it gets boring. Yeah, I can get that. So we've run through your theater background. Let's get into the podcasting background. How was it like um, going from backstage tech to on air talent? Um, um rowdy. It was. It was interesting, you know, like that's kind of, that was kind of always the draw of like the tech side of things to me was like, no one's, no one's looking at you. No one's paying attention to you. No one, no one knows who you are. Like a lot of the time, um, they're not going to, you know, even be aware that like someone's up there doing something. And if they are, usually it's because they're noticing you, right. Which means either you fucked up or someone else fucked up or whatever, um, so, like, the, the appeal of being able to just be, like, kind of invisible was... Kind of anonymity. Yeah, like, that was that was a big part of the draw for me. So, like, getting out there and, um, you know, like, taking on a more, um, you know, taking more of the focus and more of the attention was pretty, pretty weird. Um, but, like, honestly, it's to, like, Anthony and, and some other people's credit, like, oh, like, you're you know, trying to, trying to convince me that, like, I, I'm funny or whatever, um, which I, I still don't 100% buy. <laughs> um, uh, I, just to say, I do have actual video of Sebastian doing stand-up. I tried showing it to him, it was corrupted, I have now fixed it, and it is ready to view. Okay, great, you gotta, you gotta send me that sometime. But, um, yeah, it, it was definitely pretty weird at first, just, like, having to, uh, I don't know, just, like, having to uh, take more of that focus and, like, be able to, um, you know, to kind of have the spotlight, so to speak, on me. Like, that was definitely a pretty awkward uh, awkward transition at first. Because now he's, like, a, you're a performer now, technically. Right. You know? Now you're in front of the mic, which is different. Well, I think... A change of pace. With podcasting, it, you still kind of retain a little bit of that anonymity, especially because we didn't right. start off, like, you know, recording ourselves. We only got sound. We didn't have any visuals. So you really couldn't see us, but you could hear us. Um, and as Sebastian grew a little bit more comfortable with, with being on mic, I, there was definitely a significant increase in, like, the amount that he, that he said and the amount of shit that he said that was funny. Um... Can you talk about one of the funnier times that you've had on Cowboy Rowdy? Um, I think to me the one I still come back to is the hot sauce. Incident. Oh my god. <laughs> um, that or the time where I tried to do the intro and I like stumbled over my words trying to, yeah, trying to do the intro. And just like yeah, completely so... stumbled over my words and fucked it up. The hot um, sauce the... episode was uh, Los Caballeros Calientes. 
where we asked each other questions, but before we could answer those questions, we had to take a, an entire tablespoon of hot sauce to the face and just... Yeah, it was one brown guy and three white guys. Guess who handled the hot sauce best? Bro, don't tell me. Yeah, no, it was me. It was... Okay, good. Oh, jeez. Sebastian held his own and for a while. I did, I did better than yeah. Michael. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I would Michael, I Michael why, didn't want to didn't wanna do it. He didn't want to do it? No. Oh, my. No, we had to, like, it took a while why. for us to convince him to do it. And he immediately regretted it, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I bet, dude. I would, that's, you know, spoonful. Mm. Jesus. <laughs> So, how do you think? Uh, how do you think being on the podcast has kind of changed your outlook on performing and uh, you know theater and techni- techn- uh, the technical side behind it? Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like definitely I'm still um, like more comfortable when the when the spotlight isn't on me. You know, like with with doing sound for like live theater, especially. I kind of think of it as my job to just um, to facilitate people who are like more talented than me basically um, mm. or, or you know not not necessarily more talented but like you know their yeah, thing yeah, is singing or performing or whatever and my job right. is to get that out there and that, right. just that's, to enhance it almost yeah it, like that's that's definitely still where I'm more comfortable I think but um, it's definitely given me a lot less anxiety about um, yeah just like the the concept of performing in general um i feel like it's also helped me talk a little bit better (laughs) yeah i mean being on the podcast kind of forces you to choose your words a little wisely yeah because you have to more precisely Mm -hmm. um it's just a byproduct it's a helpful one you know public speaking is like americans number one um most big like dreaded fear and you know And, you know, we get on a podcast and we talk and people listen and we don't see them, but they're listening. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> oh, man. True. So, you know, we, we did Cowboy Rowdy. There's a few uh, funny things, funny little stories we had. Um, there was an original name before that name. Um, do you remember it? Oh, my God. I don't think that I do. Uh, we had titled it The Real Life Podcast. Did we? Yeah, that's that right. was we the did. first. That was the, the first title life. we had. We recorded like three episodes <laughs> with yep. just me, Sebastian, and Cameron um, before we realized, oh shit, that's already taken. And also, it's a terrible really? name. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, the real life podcast. <laughs> like, what would you guys even talk about there? Like, if it, it was it, the would same it be the same thing? thing? It, yeah, it was yeah, kind of like life podcast. It was a little bit of a precursor to what we're doing now. Um, I get you, but damn, we went. Uh, we're now at sixty-eight episodes in. Uh, you know what? That's it. You know what that means. Uh, you know what that next <laughs> episode? Oh means. my god! You guys are about done then, right? You just need one more episode, and you guys are done. Yeah, we quit after that. We're done. Like after that, right off into the sunset. After that, mm-hmm. <laughs> we made it. No, that's the end of season one. Um, yeah. Season two arc. ends on episode one hundred and sixty nine, and so on and I so like forth. 
So, uh, so 68 episodes in, right, man? Uh, you can't go 68 episodes without having your ups and downs. Can you talk about that? Uh, some of the ups and the downs being, uh... Yeah, you know, I'm very curious to hear what the first episode was like. Um... I mean, you know, I, like, okay, once you guys became the Cowboy Rowdy podcast, you know? Like, what with, was that like? With all four of them? Yeah, with... Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, by by that point, I had had like a little bit of practice, but at at that point, what what I was honestly doing was I would um, I would just like drive around. Uh, you know, I have to drive a lot for work, so I would, whenever I was in the car, you know, on the freeway, I would um, I would just kind of like talk to myself to um, to practice, sort of. Um, and I remember like uh, before before we recorded for the first time with all four of us um and like okay like we're gonna we're gonna release this this is gonna go out to out to the public i spent um yeah just like any any possible moment i could just like like kind of talking to myself like that just trying to prepare and like practice enunciating and things like that um and i remember when we sat down with all four of us just thinking like this is gonna be such a fucking disaster (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah we really we really didn't know what to expect like we didn't know how it was going to be received we didn't know if people were going to think we were fucking trash or cringy and i think yeah, it's a risk and... that you run with every kind of project that you put out like you know there's, yeah. there's gonna be... how, how people are going to perceive it yeah a hundred percent and and you know i i was coming at it from the angle of like okay here's three you know by that point like pretty uh you know, like experienced, like stand-up performers. You know, and I, I had done like two open mics, I think. Um, told some, told some jokes, and uh, yeah, like to me, it was still like such a, such a foreign concept. Um, and I really, uh, I kind of struggled with that for a while, um, of just like the idea that, like, okay, like someone, some number of people out there are gonna, are gonna hear what I'm saying. Um, that that hump kind of took me a while to get over, hmm. just in terms of like not yeah, getting so yeah, nervous why do about they, that. Yeah, why did they pick you to be on this podcast, Seb? What what, what was the dream team, like you, you know, like I mean, I, I know I know very little about the Cowboy Rowdy podcast, and I know like it, it's the birth child of Michael Booth. I'm I'm guessing, or is it the birth child of you, Anthony? No, so uh, yeah, Michael actually joined on a little later. Yeah, originally, oh, really? it, originally it was just Anthony Cameron and I. Um, I think originally I came on because I was like the the person that you guys knew with like the most the most audio knowledge. Like that was kind of the initial thing, and I don't think the idea of me being on it uh, really came out until a little bit later, hmm. if if memory serves. That, that, yeah, because yeah. like when you because when you describe it with the three comedians and yourself. I'm thinking like, okay, what's up with Seb here? He seems like the odd man out. He should be. A, I mean, I'm not saying you should be a comedian, like, but it's interesting that everyone else is a comedian in this podcast and you're not. But I'm not saying you're not funny. I'm just. It's an interesting right, no. dynamic, I think, to just kind of like bring these people together, and you have like a tech savvy audio person come in too, to kind of fill in as this. Not fill in, but round out the team, I suppose. Yeah. That that was that was almost originally how I kind of saw myself. I guess was um, like you know on those like uh, 
like awful clip shows they would have on like MTV and shit where like they just watch like YouTube videos um, and they yeah. have like D-list celebrities on. And you know there's always the guy like kind of off to the side of the frame at the controls and he would interject with like, you know, one quip every couple minutes. I, I saw myself like that kind of. Almost like a like mm. a Jamie on Joe Rogan. Yeah, like that, some, that was the comparison we kept throwing mm. around at him. Yeah, yeah, some something like that, um, and it just kind of uh, grew grew out from there, I guess. But that was, I definitely at first like I I consciously viewed it as like, okay, like I'm I'm bringing a different, you know, a different uh, different I, angle to it. I can see that. I think I it's important as well because like it's not easy going up with like three comedians and then like trying to hold your own but sebastian's yeah, not only done that to, yeah. he's like even you know 68 episodes doesn't happen without you know by accident was, yeah, yeah, I, you know, yeah sebastian's to stick around that long by accident i um it, it definitely uh yeah like i said at first i kind of viewed myself as like being sort of separate but i think uh i think over time you know i i definitely was conscious of like trying to um trying to give you three like a little more room and like just trying to um you know to learn how to be how to be funny in that format you know that that took me a while to kind of uh to adjust to that but uh i feel like i've done a a decent job of that but uh, yeah. it was definitely it was definitely a, a learning process for sure yeah we'll get you a fan club yet man don't worry <laughs> <laughs> So we're running up on 29 minutes here. Um, we're getting to the, my favorite part of every episode that we do. Shithead of the episode. We take mm. someone from the media, someone from the news, someone from your own personal life that you deem to be a shithead. And we choose to, you know, shine a little light on their uh, evil deeds. I want to let Jaime go first. What's up, man? Who's your shithead of the episode? You know, actually, so we're keeping up with this um, news about, you know, the police officers who were involved in the killing of George Floyd. Uh, I read something recently, or saw something, it was that, I can't remember which officer specifically, but not the main one. Um, but I guess someone made like a petition to release this guy. Oh. Or to bail him. Yeah. It was like a, a million dollar bail. And yeah, like a like I don't know, yeah, and someone set this up or a group of people set it up and they were they raised a million dollars to bail this guy out that's insane yep like who's who's out there <laughs> thinking like hey you know what this guy d doesn't deserve to be in jail he's a good guy he's we're gonna you know? raise a million dollars to set him free like that's ridiculous, Holy man! Shit, and everybody who donated to it too. Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, you know, there was someone there the who donated that... like triple digits. You know, hundred, hundred. Yeah. You know, over a hundred, and they felt fucking uh -huh. good about themselves afterwards. They <laughs> I'm felt really like they making a difference. Then when oh, they saw God. it had been completed, they're like, "Yo, this is where it turns around." <laughs> right? Like we want change. This we got is... it. This is the side of history oh. I want to be on. Fucking God. ridiculous! No, uh, it's stupid, man. I'll go ahead and pissed. I'll go ahead and go next. I'm gonna go ahead and say Kyrie Irving. Um, the NBA is coming back. Mm -hmm. It's coming back. We're all happy for it. We're all happy to have sports again. More importantly, the players are coming back, and the players hold a, 
a certain amount of power um, in media and in public opinion. And that power is somewhat limited when there are no sports going on, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and now that they're coming back, you know, athletes are more empowered and, you know, they're, they're going to make it safe for them, obviously. Uh, but Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving recently came out and said that he does not want the, the NBA season to continue because of uh, things going on currently in our social climate. And a bunch of, mm-hmm. I don't want to say more higher caliber players have spoken out against him. But, you know, mm-hmm. higher caliber players have spoken out against him. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to play basketball? I mean, I would think, too, is like what it, you can use it to maybe amplify the situation that's happening right now. You know, that is the that is the leading plan for what if the NBA was to be restarted as far as the players go. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So he's. Kyrie he's Irving like for, he's like I don't want to play. Yeah, he's, he's he's he was against it. Yes, that's why he's my shithead. Like, Bro. why? Lazy. I want. Yeah. Just fucking lazy. I don't know. I, I, I he's I had get, his own yeah. personality issues, but I, you know I wouldn't call him lazy. I don't think that's don't the reason. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know too many basketball players, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I don't know. I just, I just want to see some sports come back. And if the players are saying, like, some of them are like, eh, we shouldn't play because of this situation, I feel like, no, we should play because of the situation. You know, we need it more than ever, I think. But some people might disagree. I feel it. I get it. Because we want change. I feel it. Yeah, we do. That we do. Yeah, my my shithead of the the week... uh... Ray Cicerelli, a NASCAR truck series driver who quit um, or said he was going to quit after this season is over. Um, after uh, NASCAR banned the Confederate flag from all events, um, oh, which is kind of a moot point right now because uh, they're not allowing spectators. They're just running races to empty stands. For the TV um, deals. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> he, but he uh, said he was going to quit after the season is over uh, because he disagrees with that. Um, Racist Rally, of course, um, he has won zero races, um, <laughs> and uh, I believe his best finish was, uh, yeah, he, he's won zero races, and his best finish is 33rd place. Good lord. Three. Good riddance. So, oh my God. yeah, real, a real loss to the sport. <laughs> I think uh, I NASCAR, I when he tweeted that out, NASCAR actually responded, um, don't quote me on this, but I think they said something to the effect of "yours, you're part of the fan base that we don't want anymore." I, I don't think NASCAR said anything like that to him. Um, it might have been like a, a different account or something. But NASCAR, the company, is like pretty conservative. Um, what one that I did find was um, the current reigning world champion of Formula One, which is you know. More prestigious than NASCAR, then and also due to sp- you know, place thirty third or some shit. Right, he's a he's a black gentleman. He's the world champion of Formula One. Just posted on his IG story like the statement from the dude quitting, and then just another screenshot of like his record <laughs> and his best finish. Oh, Fucking ice cold, ice like, cold. Okay, Ray Cicerelli, how about you go fuck yourself? Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, he's my shithead of the week. Well, on that note, I want to thank Mr. Sebastian McCabe for coming on the 1st and the 15th to talk with us. Uh, it's been a pleasure, man. Hopefully when we get this going yeah. visually, uh, you'll be able to come back on and do this the way God intended. 
Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes. I had a, I had a great time. Yeah. I want to thank my co-host, Mr. Jaime Virgen, for being the co-host that he has always been. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I do appreciate it as well as Anthony. You know, uh, we're nothing without you guys. Yeah. Uh, go follow Mr. Si- uh, Mr. Sebastian at, at Seinfeld. Go follow Mr. Jaime at the real Mr. Jaime. I'm at Young Baphomet. This has been the first and the fifteenth. I want to thank you all for listening. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Thank you.